Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, world, and welcome to A Positive Mind with Positive Vibes. I am your host, Austin Varvel, and I actually want to preface this episode with first saying a few things. First and foremost, the art of self-sabotage is a very lengthy topic, so I'm going to get into several different points on this episode, and because of that, it's going to be a little bit longer, so that's just a kind of a a forewarning or a preface, if you will. Um, Also, this episode is going to get very personal, not only for myself with, you know, sharing a few things that I'm undergoing because I'm actually going through the process of, you know, understanding my own art of self-sabotage and what I can do to change that. But also, I'm going to ask you to reflect on yourself. I'm going to ask you to reflect on what your own habits of self-sabotage are. And, you know, I may speak on a few things that you may not have even realized is a form of self-sabotage. And you may want to ignore it. You may want to turn away from it. You may want to step away from it. But I ask you in these times, make sure you do the best you can for yourself and give yourself the due diligence of putting in the work of acknowledging the transformations and the changes that need to happen and then taking that leap. There's a lot of people going through tumultuous to say the least times at at the moment we have people that are losing their homes they're losing their families they're losing um their own lives they're losing you know years on their health people are losing things that they'll never get back and people are scared people are worried and people don't know what's going on and because of that people act very irrational people act extremely erratic out of fear do not give in to the fear do not act erratic do not be out here acting crazy you know take these moments to reflect if you were given the opportunity to lose your job and i know that sounds a little weird but think about this and just bear with me if you were given the opportunity to lose your job and the opportunity is is where you actually get to stay home with your siblings or your family, your kids, your spouse. You get to spend more time with them now. You get to pay attention to the thing, to the things at home more. You get to be able to look at yourself and actually take time for yourself. You get to be able to you know, move forward and actually think of what's going on right now and reflect on what's most important. So there's a big expression of self-sabotage, even when it comes to, you know, understanding what is going on in life right now. And that's not necessarily the topic that I was going to begin with, but, you know, this is all organic. So with that being said, when you really think about, you know, the verbiage that we use in our everyday lives, even that is a form of self-sabotage. Oh, I have to do this. I have to pick this person up. I have to spend time with this person. I have to do this and do that. That in itself is a reflection of force. You're being forced to do something in life. You're being forced to act in a way that 
you don't want to, that isn't in alignment with the way that you feel. And that in even in itself causes frustration, causes some type of anger, some type of negative reaction. However, when you say, I get to do this, I choose to do this, I am thankful for being able to do this, that's power. You are then empowered to take that step. You are then empowered to make that move and you are being empowered to perform whatever action it is that you're doing. So the next actual aspect of self-sabotage, if you will, is rejecting praise and compliments. And this is a very, very, very serious one and one that I've struggled with my entire life is, you know, we often never really take the time to pat ourselves on the back. We never really take the time to take a step and reflect on all that we've been through. Very rarely do we accept the compliments of others because we think we still need to keep going, that we haven't done enough, that we aren't enough, that we aren't already great, that, you know, one day when we get that dream job or when we get that dream bank account or when we see, you know, that dream house or that dream car and live in it or meet that dream person, then we'll be whole. Then we will live the life we want. Then we will accept the praise. Then we will accept the compliments. It never comes. You have to start now. That kind of sabotage eats away at your idea of self-belief. Because if you're not accepting the compliments for the recognition of your work, how do you know your work is good enough? You don't. You don't know if your work is good enough and you don't believe it. So you don't accept the compliments and the compliments don't get through you, through to you. And then you end up in a vicious cycle of, I'm not good enough, so I have to work harder. Trust me, I know this one very well. I get a lot of compliments on this podcast and this this these episodes and I'm very very thankful for them and this entire time honestly up till maybe even a couple of weeks ago you know I've read the compliments and you know I've read the praise that I've gotten and I'm just you know okay thank you I'm, I'm just doing what I'm here to do and, and I'm very thankful to be able to but I'm just doing my job and now I'm taking the step back to really reflect you know I'm 26 years old and have a podcast that over the span of three years has had a hundred thousand plus plays is played in over 35 countries and has impacted more people than I may have even met. That's a very, very beautiful thing. So when people compliment me now, I take that. Thank you. Yes, you are right. I am doing the best that I can and I am making this world better. It's time for you to do the same. You are enough. You are great. You are enough. And I'm going to say that one more time. You are enough. You are enough for where you are. You are enough for where you want to be. And you have enough within you to get there. I know you may be tired. I know that this may be tiring. It's been a very, very challenging year. But to what, to whom the most high God, the universe, source, whatever, maybe even nothing, gives much is to be expected. 
Never forget that. The next one is not asking for help. <laughs> and immediately as I laugh, you can already imagine. I being a triple earth sign, my sun is in Taurus, my rising is in Capricorn, and my moon is in Virgo. So I am a very, very stubborn, hardworking, just nothing but work around me type of person. And I don't ask for help. I'll figure it out. I'll get through it. I'll do it. Don't trip. Chocolate chip. I will make it happen. And that's a lot of us right now. We are afraid to expose ourselves to others. We are afraid to be vulnerable to say, I can't do this alone. We feel like if we were to do that, someone would exploit it. Maybe not now, maybe at a later time. Maybe they would hold on to this and use this against us later. Maybe this would be used against us in a promotion. Oh, well, if they can't do this, maybe they're not ready for the next level. Maybe it's holding us back from what we believe that you know we need to do on our own. Oh, well, I can't have you in this. This is my own road. This is my own journey. I have to do this alone. This has been my narrative for the last 16 years of my life since I was 10. I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I'll be good. Don't worry about it. I got this. And it's partly because of the way that I was raised. I had a lot of responsibility when I was younger and I was helping raise my siblings more than most at a very at a much younger age than many would imagine. And because of that, it was always, nah, I got this because I got to take care of them too. We're the only ones at the house. And that transpired into, nah, I don't need your help. Even when I did need help and it was right there and it was perfect and it was right there for me, nah, I don't need help. But what that does is that cuts you off because you don't realize that you're removing the help from the universe, from God, from source, from whatever it is you believe. You're removing the ability to receive help when you're asking for help. So when you're praying and when you're asking and you're manifesting and you're having your affirmations, when you're putting that energy out there, if you have this way about you or this this nature about you where you don't ask for help, you're sabotaging yourself. You are committing one of the highest levels of self-sabotage because you're asking for something and then not being open to it when it comes to you. It could smack you right in the face and knock, rock right on your door, right in front of you, and you would never know. You would never even imagine because you're too busy thinking otherwise. You're too busy in this cycle of, I'll figure it out on my own. You cannot build a kingdom by yourself. And if you do, it is a kingdom that will last years, not decades, not generations. Hell, maybe even not even years. But the foundation that you build will not be as sturdy, will not be as strong, will not be as long-lasting as it would be if you were building it with another or with other people. So you're going to need to ask for help because you already are. Now it's time to open yourself up to it. Because when you're asking for help and you're cutting yourself off from it, what are you doing? You're crying wolf. And it's going to get to a point to where the universe is like, dude, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You're asking for it and I'm giving it to you, but you're not receiving it because you won't allow yourself to receive it. 
You're, you're sabotaging yourself. You're cutting yourself off. You're cutting your nose to spite your face. You, you are preventing yourself from living the greatest life. It's time, it's time to stop. The next is pushing people away when they start to get close. Now, this is one that can be very triggering for people, especially women that I find in this generation where you have gone through, you know, spouse after spouse and you thought they were the one. And this is for both men and women, which is why I use the verb spouse or I'm sorry, the noun spouse. You go day in and day out with this person. You work with them. You build with them. You believe that you're giving as much effort as they are. You believe that you are giving everything that you have and they are giving everything that they have. And then lo and behold, you find out that they're only giving 75% or 80% or even 60%. And then they start giving 55 then 45, then 20, then 10. And then you realize that this person doesn't even match your energy anymore. They're just taking from you. That narrative becomes the narrative that we think in our lives with everyone. We allow that narrative to take over ourselves. And that is where you get the idea of this. It's almost like a like a social norm now to have trust issues, right? Where everybody's just, you got to earn my trust. You got to earn my love. You got to earn this. You got to earn that. Are we so damaged? Are we so fragile that we're afraid to love just based upon who a, that the fact that they're a human? I don't know you, but you are my brethren because you are of me. We are of one together. And because of that, I love you. That's almost sounds ridiculous. But not 60 years ago in the 60s, that is what the revolution was all about. It was about love coming together, ending the war, ending competition, ending negativity, and just thriving as one. You got to let people in. And you have to change the narrative. And I know it's hard because you this this is a this is a multi-step process, because first you have to realize that the people that are around you are the people that you're attracting. So there's some part of you that's attracting this type of person that continues to hurt you, that continues to do these things to you. And because you keep attracting those type of people, you're reinforcing the narrative that all people are wrong or that you can't trust anyone when really there's an entirely new group of people that you can trust, that do love you, that are here for you, that care for you, that want to be here with you. But you're surrounding yourself by the same group of people, the same cycle of people, and you're attracting that same vibration. So first you have to go within you to see what exactly am I doing or what do I think? What it was, what is part of my narrative that's attracting these people to where I have these trust issues. Then you have to do what seems to be almost the second hardest or if not the hardest compared to the first part, you have to let them go. You have to move forward. You have to move forward into this new world and attract new people. And then 
what seems to be even the third hardest, if not the most hardest step once again. I know it all seems hard. You got to work through it, though. Then what seems to be what's the third step, what seems to be the hardest is you have to let new people in. You have to open yourself up to love again, to heartbreak, to the joys, the sadness, the tears, the laughter, the ups and downs, the roller coaster. And it doesn't even have to be a spouse. This is friendship. This is work employees. This is family. You got to open yourself up because what you're trying to manifest creates a relationship with you too. And you both could become one to then become a reality. So what you want to create, the life you want, you first have to create a relationship with it. But if you're pushing that away, if you're pushing that new life away when it's trying to manifest itself into the form of new people around you to get the get the ball rolling, to get these thoughts pumping, to get you to open your mind a little bit more, you're not even going to see it. You're going to stop yourself before you could even transform. You're going to cut yourself off from opportunities before they can even arise. You're self-sabotaging yourself. You have to open up. You have to open up, but you also have to have a balance. And this is where experience comes in life because you have to open yourself up to learn who to not open up to. And that's actually the next one is opening up and attaching to others prematurely. Now, for some, and it's really weird when you think of self-sabotaging, it's either you don't trust anyone or you trust everyone and everyone burns you. And it gets to a point to where you start out as trusting everyone and everyone burns you to the point that you don't trust anyone anymore. That's usually how the evolution goes. However, this is all once again, a completely new life. This is all once again, a completely new world. And you are now and have been exposed to all of the signs that people may display, to all of the signs that people may show. If they're not sincere, if they're not really rocking with you, if they don't really care, you see that now. This year has revealed what that energy looks like. These past, this past decade even, has revealed to us what it is when fake energy, when false energy, when that Judas energy, when that ravenous wolf in sheep clothing is around us and near us, trying to suck our energy. When you have those energetic vampires around you, I don't know how many other ways I can explain it. When you have that type of leech around you, you know what those flags are now. So now you can better discern who should and should not be in your group, in your party, around you, and your vibe. Who deserves your time? Who deserves your effort and energy? You can now better determine that. And if you've been lying to yourself, if you've been saying, oh, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better. Well, is it? You then have to take a step back and self-analyze. Is it really getting better? Or am I preventing myself from allowing it to get better? Am I self-sabotaging myself because I opened myself up too soon? I saw the signs, I saw the flags, and I did it anyway. That is toxicity. 
that is a whole nother conversation. But that is ultimately a, one of the most vicious and toxic cycles. You can't open yourself up to everyone, but you do have to open yourself up to everyone. And it, it sounds contradicting and sounds weird, right? But think of people at an arm's length, right? So imagine everybody you meet starts at an arm's length because you have this expectation or you don't even have an expectation because you don't have an expectation of people anymore. It's just you take people as they are. So because you take people as they are, you understand that they're human, that humans are humans or humans are humans. They're going to be who they are. So because of that, you start with them at arm's length and say, okay, I'm going to treat every single person this way. And depending on how our interactions are, how energy is exchanged, how you withdraw or deposit into my emotional bank account, for those of you who have read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, it's an incredible book. That's where that came from. Um, whether you withdraw and deposit into my emotional bank account, how many times you do that, that's going to determine how closer you get to me from that arm. But you can't start people out at a mile. You can't start people out at a yard, a meter. You got to let people get at least somewhat close. You got to because you're possibly cutting yourself off from once again blessings. But you also have to understand the nature of people and humanity as well. It's a it's a double-edged sword it really is and this is just comes with life. You just got to really go through it and experience it. And and if you're in a cycle where or in a sequence where you're just getting negative experience after negative experience after negative experience with people around you, you need to take a step back and look in the mirror and say, what about me? Or what about my narrative? What is it that I believe about the world, about myself, about the universe and the way it works around me is attracting these kind of people? What is it around me that keeps attracting this kind of energy and what can I do to change it? What do I need to do to change, to transform, to let go to let go truly and to allow myself to experience what I'd like. Next, and this actually goes right into our next segment or our previous topic, which was, which is refusing to do something unless you can do it perfectly. For all of my type A's out there, for all of my fellow perfectionists, coming from one type A perfectionist to another, this goes back to why we don't ask for help, why we reject praise and compliments. We think we can do it best. And if we don't think we can do it best, we know we will do our best to get it done. And others may not do that. They may give half-ass work. And it's not that their half-ass work is any better or less than ours. It's just the fact that it's half-assed and we would give our best. We want to give that best and we want to make it the best. So we take it on ourselves. We don't delegate, especially if we're in a leadership role in a management position. We don't delegate. We take it all on our shoulders and say, you know what? I'll get it done. And then we push ourselves and kill ourselves to get every single thing done. And we burn out. And I say we because that's me too. We have to allow ourselves to grow. We have to allow ourselves to fail. Failing is a word that we are taught at a very young age is a no-no word. 
that it's a word that if you hear that word and your name is in the same sentence, it's bad. We aren't taught that failure builds the resilience needed to truly experience life, to truly enjoy life, and to have a life that we truly enjoy. We're not taught that failure helps us grow in ways that success never can. It teaches us to pull things out from under us, within our soul, within our lives, to create an unsurmountable, unmeasurable feeling of just grit and perseverance. Hell, and even gumption. (laughs) We develop the gumption to do anything and everything we want because we have failed and have learned what we shouldn't do. So instead of trying to master every single thing or only stay, and this is where we, where we self-sabotage ourselves the most, we stay where we are perfect because we don't want to fail. We cut ourselves off to opportunities. We self-sabotage ourselves from living an even greater life because we don't want to fail, because we're afraid of failure because we're afraid of it not being perfect, of that imperfection being there and that blemish, God forbid that blemish exist. Well, guess what? Life is blemishes. Shit is not perfect, especially in 2020. But that's what's so beautiful about 2020 is that this year revealed so much. Life isn't going to be perfect. Life is going to have hiccups. Whether you want to accredit it to a Mercury retrograde or life or technology tripping or whatever it is you want to call it, that package may not get there on time. That transaction may not go through. That order may be pushed back. That store may have to postpone its opening. That store may have to close. No matter what it happens in this world, whatever you want to attribute it to, it's not going to be perfect. But what is perfect is our consistent effort to grow. And because we have a consistent effort to grow, we fail. We find out what we don't like. We find out what doesn't work for us. We find out what we're not good at. But then we find out what we do like. We find out what does work for us. We find out what helps us grow. We find out what is truly in alignment with who we're meant to be and what we want to do with our lives. And then we got it. It clicks. We succeed and then we find out that everything we've gone through has prepared us for this moment. And then we take the leap. And then we step into our full alignment and life is beautiful. Life feels almost perfect. Hell, it feels perfect. But that's because we allowed our imperfections and we allowed ourselves to be imperfect, to fail, to let go, to make mistakes. And I'm learning this more than anything right now. And I'm honestly, truly thankful for the mentor that I have in the establishment that establishment that I work in. My boss, she is incredible and she is going through and she is very much like me, but she we had a very good heart to heart about a week and a half ago. And, you know, we really just discussed how I'm in my own way. She is in her own way because we want to be perfect in every single thing that we do. And if it's not perfect, it can't be done. Or we don't want to do it because we're afraid of the imperfection. We're afraid of failure. And if it's not perfect, we will continue to work on it, refine it, and make it perfect, even if it already is. It's not perfect in our eyes. So will it ever be? 
will anything ever be perfect if nothing ever is? And if nothing's ever perfect, and if you're never satisfied, will you ever be happy? And if you're never happy, will you ever enjoy life? And if you're not enjoying life, what's the point of living? I know that's heavy. And I'm not saying go do something about that in any way, shape, or form. What I'm saying is, is refusing to do something because it won't come out perfect sabotages you. It's a, it's, it's a very, very high form of self-sabotaging where you prevent yourself from growth. You prevent yourself from exposure to new things, to new worlds, to new knowledge. And you stunt yourself from becoming all that you can be just because you don't want to fail. You're going to fail. Allow yourself to fail forward, which is understanding and reflecting why you failed, thinking back and even writing down why you failed, what steps you took, what you could do to change, and then implementing that change. That's how you fail forward. Failure isn't a cycle. It's an experience. It doesn't have to be a cycle. It's only one experience. But if you continue to commit or perform the same things, perform the same actions, it will be a cycle. And that's where you enter the cycle of self-sabotaging, where you don't allow yourself to take the step back and see where you need to change. And you don't implement the change. Because maybe you're not asking for help. Maybe you need to strengthen your self-belief, but you're not accepting praise and compliments. Maybe you need help, but you're not opening up to others. It's all connected. It's all connected. The next one, procrastinating on important projects. You always want to start with the hardest thing first. And for me especially, that's not always the easiest thing to do. Very rarely do we want to start with what's hardest first because it's hardest. We don't want to do anything that's hard. We don't want to do anything that requires effort. You could fail. You might need help. You might need to be open to others. You might need to be vulnerable. You might need to believe in something that you may never have. You may need to experience something that you may never have. I don't want to do that. Do you? We need to. This is our time to do so. The world is moving at an ever-expanding pace. And I know with COVID and with the way the world is going on right now, it can maybe feel like things are slow or slowing down. But I assure you, the world is transforming at a very rapid rate. People are experiencing breakthroughs, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, every single day. And it is incredible. And numbers are growing in spiritual consciousness by the hundreds, if not thousands, every day. We have to put in the work. We have to put in the work if we want to see the life that we want and realize the life that we want and create the life that we want. We got to put in the work. And the sooner we put in the work for the hard stuff, the easier that hard stuff becomes and then the easy stuff is just another day at the office It's just another day going on it's just another another activity that you do it's just it becomes natural becomes a part of your subconscious to where it just goes you just do it so we have to build that muscle 
Because when we procrastinate on the important projects, those non-important projects become important. And then we distract ourselves. We don't pay attention to the things that need true paying attention to. And sometimes those things slip by. Sometimes those opportunities don't come back. And because we procrastinated on the important activity or the deadline that we needed to do, we set ourselves up for failure. Oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it then. I'll get to it then. No, do it now. And I promise you, I say this to me just as much, if not more than I say it to you. We need to start doing it now in the moment. It's time to start being in the moment and using our time wisely. Time we don't get back. All of those hours spent watching TV, all of those hours spent playing video games, all those hours saying, oh, woe is me and all of these things, performing these self-sabotaging acts, we won't get this back. But that is not a reason to be sad or depressed. That is a reason to rejoice because now you know you won't get it back. So guess what? Now it's time to do something about it. Now it's time to make sure that the time that you put forth is exerted in the right way. The energy used is in a way to create, is in a constructive way, is in a way to manifest, is in a way to affirm, is in a way to build. It's time to get on these important projects. No more procrastination. This next one is very, this one's heavy. Putting everyone else's needs before your own. Hmm. Yeah, that's been me for all my life. (laughs) That's been a lot of us for all of our lives. For those that have a very, very toxic cycle of self-sabotaging, we find that we only feel validation We only feel happiness or completion when others are happy, when others experience what we want to experience. That, oh no, it's okay, I don't have to, they get to. So we put ourselves on a second level and we put those around us on a pedestal and say, they mean more than me. Their emotions matter more than mine do. What they want to do is more important than what I want to do. Now, I'm not saying we be selfish and say, fuck everyone, and no, this is my world and my life. No. But what I'm saying is, is that when we lose our grounding to compromise on our life every single day, when we just allow others to just run our lives amok, run our emotions amok, and just say, my emotions don't matter. I live for others. That's, that's great. But how can you give to others when you yourself have nothing to give. If, if you have nothing to give yourself, what are you giving others? What, what, what do you give? Because it'll get to a point where you have nothing to give them and nothing to give you. Then what? Then what do you got? Because ultimately, energy requires an exertion in order to receive an equal exertion or any exertion in general. But that's, that's the law of equivalent exchange. In order to create something equal or greater must be given. And if something lesser than given, an abomination is created. And I don't mean that in like a really crazy way, but that's ultimately what it is. I mean, you know, Fullmetal Alchemist 
I don't know if many have seen that anime. That's I'm a very big nerd, so that was one of my first foundational animes. It changed my life forever because it helped me understand how the world works. That in order to want something great, you must exert something equal, if not greater, to get to it. That's that's life. But that's also needs. You cannot put in order to create a need or to satisfy a need, you must provide a greater or equal, equal or greater need than what that need is. So if someone needs something from you, you must be able to provide that need or give greater than in order to satisfy it. But if you don't even have a need for yourself, if you can't even satisfy your own needs, how can you satisfy the needs of another? So in this, I don't say be selfish. In this, I say be balanced. You matter. Your emotions matter. How you feel, how you think, what you do every day matters. You matter. Your needs matter. Your emotions matter. How you feel matters. You matter. Repeat that no matter how many times you need to hear it. Loop it if you need to. You matter. Your emotions matter. It's time to put your needs first. Because if you can't help yourself, how can you help anyone else? If you have a well and if you are on your last drop and the drop that you need will give you the energy to create more water for your well to then give to others or you give that drop to another and that person takes that last drop what's worse the fact that you can't help others now going forward and that's ultimately what happens or the fact that you just help that person in the moment because what you do is you cut yourself off from possibly helping other people down the line if you give that drop of water to that person what about the drops for all the other people that come whereas if you were to drink that drop you could have the energy to refill your well now obviously the drop is a huge exaggeration it doesn't it takes a little more than a drop to give someone some vitality enough to go and refill a well however the idea is the same how can you satisfy someone else's needs without yours first being satisfied? You don't know what a satisfaction of a need feels like, so you don't know how to provide it. And that's honestly what it comes down to If at its true essence is that you don't know how to identify what a satisfied need feels like. So how can you satisfy someone's need if you don't know what it feels like to have a need satisfied? It's, it's just that simple. And because you don't know how to satisfy that need, and you may not even be able to satisfy the need of somebody else or that specific person, we get into the next step or the next topic where you constantly criticize yourself. And that's the next topic is constantly criticizing yourself. That is, that is just as dangerous as rejecting praise and compliments because that is ridiculously crippling for your idea of who you are what you're capable of and your self-belief 
it is so detrimental to your capabilities of creating a life that you desire to taking the leap uh, that you want into the life that you want and making that life into the way that you want you have to be your biggest cheerleader you have to be your strongest support system because at the end of the day nobody will be there forever now i know that sounds very dismal and very dark but bear with me here you were born into this world alone even as a twin you you were alone you were in the womb together yes but you can't die together now now when i say that i don't mean like because there's often that you know that higher dimension quantum connection where with mirror neurons where we interact with one another and when one person dies the other person does other also die it, you you literally feel it right okay uh, yeah that that definitely happens it's like when you know in star wars when anakin died leia died too or i'm sorry not leia padme so sorry when anakin died padme died too her heart broke she felt that right well, technically, Anakin died. He turned into Vader. Anyway, long story short, when you are constantly criticizing yourself, you're chipping away at that armor that you have to take on the world and all of the things that the world throws at you, all of the obstacles that you have to overcome, all the battles that you have to fight. And it gets to a point to where that armor doesn't block anything. It, you're just, it, it's just like a thin piece of paper. And you are just getting hit and bombarded by every single little thing because you are doing more damage to your armor than anybody can. And because of that, you have removed all armor that could possibly protect you because you don't believe that you're worthy of the armor. And that's ultimately that end result. And it's very, very different it's a very different feeling and it's a, almost a very scary feeling to imagine where you're just getting beat up by the world and you just take it and you just take it and take it and take it and say, I deserve this. You say that this is meant for me, that the lowest of the low is what I deserve and what I will live and what I will welcome because it's what I think I deserve and what I believe I deserve. That's, 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 that's rough, man. That's heavy. But I know that a lot of us may be even on in that mindset or on the break, brink rather, I'm sorry, of entering that mindset. And it's a very, very, very hard mindset to get out of. Trust me, I battle with it every day. I don't re-listen to my episodes because they would never be published. I've never listened to a single one of these episodes because if I did, I would criticize myself to the point to where I would redo it. Then I would redo it. Then I would redo it again and it would get to the point to where no episode would be released. So I just do it organically and go. Some things you just have to take a leap of faith on and just believe that what's being expressed is what's being expressed in the way that you want. You just have to take the leap of faith that your heart is being felt in whatever you do, whatever action it is, whatever expression you perform, whatever activity it is. You just have to believe that you're 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 putting your heart into it. And if you are, then it will be taken as that. And if it's not, that's okay, because 
that's not meant for you. And I know that because we're so stubborn, because we don't ask for help, because we don't take praise and compliments, that we don't know what's what. We don't know who to trust. We don't know who to believe because we're too busy criticizing ourselves for those that maybe we did believe in the past and they hurt us, for those that we did love and they burned us, for those that we did trust and they misused it and abused it and took it and spit on it and this, that, and the other, and now we have none. You have to let go. You're self-sabotaging yourself from a most beautiful world. You are self-sabotaging yourself from an incredible life. You are enough. You are incredible. You are beautiful. You are everlasting. And because of that, you are going to change the world. But you won't change the world if you don't first let go of those that tried to change you or did change you. It's time to get back to who we are inside ourselves. Who, who is that person deep down? What does that person really want? How does that person really feel? Does that person isolate themselves or kind of get into a shell when this person comes around? Maybe I should pay attention to that. Do I feel a certain type of way or does the hair stand up on the back of my neck or my arms when I'm when a certain experience happens or has happened? Maybe I should pay attention to that. We are so much more powerful than we think. But we criticize ourselves every day for our shortcomings, for our failures. And we don't allow ourselves to act and live in a failure-capable or a failing-capable life. So we always have to be perfect. And if we're not perfect, it's not good enough. And if it's not good enough, we're not good enough. And if we're not good enough, we're going to tell ourselves we're not good enough in so many different ways. Aren't we? It's time for you to love you. It's time for me to love me. It's time for us to love the world. It's time for us to be all that we're meant to. It's time for us to be great. It's time for us to be incredible. And it's time for us to grow. But we cannot grow if we are holding ourselves back. We cannot be a plant that sprouts if we keep watering ourselves with acidity, with negativity, with dirty water. That's what self-criticism is. Now, self-criticism can work and it is good. But like all things, once again, it's like letting people in and keeping people out. It's, it's a balance. You can't constantly do it because the constant becomes the narrative. And the things that you constantly say about yourself becomes the way that you believe becomes the narrative that you think you are and that you believe and that you feel when you're so much more when you're so much greater it's time to let go of the criticisms it's time to let go of the need to be perfect it's time to let go of the perfection within us and know that we are perfection by just existing by just being here is a cause for celebration, is a, realiz is a realization of the perfection. And because of that, our world is great. Our world is perfect. 
And if we fail, that's okay too. That's a part of the path to perfection. That's a part of our own perfectionism in itself. The fact that we are willing to get back up and keep trying. We are perfect for that. You are perfect. You are enough. You are great. You are beautiful. You are incredible. And you change the world every day. You are enough. And you will continue to be forever. But you won't be the best that you can be and live the life that you could live if you're always telling yourself that you're not enough or that you won't get there. This last and final topic. This one is what I often do and what we often do as human beings. And the topic is, or I'm sorry, I guess you could say the action or behavior is isolating when we are hurting. When we are hurt, we go into our shells, we go into our homes, we go into our sanctuaries and we never come out. Some of us never come out mentally. We come out physically, but some of us never, ever come out. And we isolate ourselves from those that love us and care about us and check on us and want us to be okay, that don't want to hurt us. But we're so isolated and so hurt and confused and criticizing ourselves and untrusting and not taking compliments and affirmations and beliefs. And we're, we're not accepting any of this to the point to where we don't know what's what. So we isolate. We just, we just recluse. Now, isolation is a part of growth, but, but I don't like the term isolation for it. It's more like a sense of reflection because isolation is a rumination. You're, you're just sitting in there and thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. When you reflect, there's an action afterwards. There's a plan afterwards. There's a game plan that says, okay, X, Y, and Z happened. I want A, B, and C, but first I need to do D, E, and F. Okay, cool. Let's execute D, E, and F to get to A, B, and C so I don't have to experience again X, Y, and Z. It's literally that. But when we are ruminating on something, when we are isolating ourselves, we're saying, no one will hurt me again. And I will never allow someone to hurt me again. So I'm going to close myself off to the world. I will never experience this again. So I will cut myself off to the world. I will cut myself off from people. And that hurt before you know it becomes a constant. That hurt becomes a part of your narrative where you are constantly hurting, where you are constantly isolating. You are constantly self-sabotaging. You can't isolate yourself when you're hurt. You have to be open. You have to allow those around you to help you, to heal you, to love you. Once again, you can't build a strong kingdom, a, a long-lasting and everlasting kingdom by yourself you're going to need others because there's going to be a time where you may fall off a wall or you may break a finger or you may cut yourself and you're not going to do just as as good of a job as someone else would have if they were to there if they were there to help you and they were there to take care of you in your times of need but in order to do that you have to open up you can't push people away you got to be willing to ask for help and if you succeed, you can't reject the praise and compliments. And you can't 
procrastinate on important projects because you refuse to do something unless you do it perfectly. You can't keep putting everyone else's needs before your own because you're constantly criticizing yourself and believing that the only way you receive validation is through seeing the validation or happiness of others because it'll get to a point to where you will be always hurting. You'll be constantly hurting. You'll be constantly in pain, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And then you'll isolate yourself and cut yourself off from all the blessings that can be there and from all the blessings that can come. And this one I know more, probably third up there with all of these others. This this is probably the third most important one for me. I was always ridiculed a lot when I was in high school and in middle school. I, I didn't have cool shoes. I didn't have, we, we wore uniforms. My uniforms weren't even clean sometimes. I, I didn't, I struggled. We struggled when I was younger. So I isolated myself from everyone and everything. And I put up walls to say, I'll never let you, I'll, I'll, I don't care what you say. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going and I'm just going to keep going. Later on in life, those shoes became nice. Those clothes became clean. Uniforms became non-uniforms and so on and so forth. And the people that I attracted didn't want to put me down. They wanted to lift me up. Even those that had once put me down recognized and saw the error of their ways and even reached out and said, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I was too busy feeling that pain and self-sabotaging myself in a toxic cycle of, oh, I'll show them. Oh, I'll get them back. Oh, I'll win and I'll succeed and I'll do this and I'll do that. I'll do it alone. I got this. No one wants to take care of me or no one wants to support me or no one wants to be there for me right now in my life. Fuck them. Fuck the world. I'll do it myself. I'll do it all. Because I was hurting. I isolated myself and cut myself off from opportunities that I mean, I don't even know about to this day. I have stopped opportunities that I don't even knew existed because I isolated myself from people. I isolated myself from opportunities and experiences. And I could be a lot different in my life right now than where I am. However, once again, I can't criticize myself for that. That was that was a failure. I failed. I didn't have the resilience within myself to be open again to the world. I didn't have the belief in myself and the strength within myself belief to say, that person wronged me, it's okay. The world is still there, the world is still new. I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep loving. I'm still going to be open. I didn't. I said, fuck you all and put my walls up to everyone. But it got to a point in my life where I was just hurting every single day and it wasn't getting better there weren't brighter days there wasn't a light at the tunnel it was just darkness for years and i had to realize that i had to create the light in the tunnel i had to be the light in the tunnel because i had to get myself out that ultimately no one can pull us out of these things no one can prevent us or help us change our self-sabotage. There's a reason why it's called self-sabotage. The sabotage of the self, by the self. We are sabotaging ourselves. And only we 
can stop sabotaging ourselves and make the choice to stop sabotaging ourselves. Wow, say that five times fast, right? So here we are. And I would actually like to take a moment to give credit where credit is due. I actually found this list um, scrolling on social media, and I believe the author of this list was a Dr. Heidi Green. So Dr. Heidi Green, thank you for this list. Thank you for giving me this tool to be able to expand upon to share with others. And thank you for doing what you do and going through your life and your experiences and your own evolution to be vulnerable enough to share these things with the world. Because obviously, the world feels this. I feel this. The hundred thousand plus people who have played this podcast feel this. So thank you. And to all of you who are listening, who are going through these transformations, who are being honest with yourself, who are being resilient, who are allowing yourself to feel, allowing yourself to fail, allowing yourself to be hurt, allowing yourself to love, allowing yourself to be renewed, to be reborn, to become the true phoenix. I'm so proud of you. I could not be prouder of you. No matter where you are in this transition, in this journey, whether you're just starting, you're still in disbelief, or whether you have made the full jump and you are in your highest capability possible, you have reached self-actualization in reference to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the highest tier. If that is where you are, regardless of where you are, I am proud of you because you are taking the next step. It only takes one a day. Literally, like the multivitamin, one a day. It only takes one step per day to get closer to your dreams, to grow. And as long as you're taking that step, you are climbing out of that self-sabotage hole, out of that cycle, that toxic, cyclical, horrible, just completely corrosive cycle of self-sabotaging. It's time. It's time to be who you are meant to be. You can do this. You have the tools. You are the tool. You are everything. You are abundance. You are love. You are greatness. You are success. And everything you wish to achieve, you can easily with being who you are and being who you are meant to be by allowing yourself to try new things, to learn what you're good and not good at, and to find your true passion and then help others do the same. That is the greatest gift. That is self-actualization. Because when you live and serve others the right way, not in the way of self-sabotaging, but in self-actualization, you live in abundance. You live and you realize that the world is a better place because you're help making it a better place. And then you help someone who believes that the world is a better place because they're making it a better place. And then before you know it, the world's a better place. It starts with you. These recent episodes have been in reflection of not only the things I've gone through in my life, but what I've seen people go through, whether it's the people that I oversee at my job, my friends, my family, um, people who have reached out to me, have listened to this podcast, all of you. These are for you. These are for me. These are for our future, for when we are long gone, for when I'm gone and 
hopefully people don't feel the same way. But if they are, they have something to listen to. They have something to go back to and say, I am not alone. Thank God. Thank Allah. Thank Krishna, Vishnu, Yahweh, um, Source, Spirit. Thank no one. Whoever, whatever it is, right? Source, the universe. I am not alone. I do not feel these feelings by myself. And there are people around me, either at one point or right now, that are going through this. And I will get through this just as they did. I will get through this and we will get through this together. 2020 was a very revealing year for everyone. 2020 changed a lot of lives. It changed this world. But now, when we put in the work, if we put in the work, and if we truly cleanse ourselves inside and out, we can make this world an incredible place. And we will make this world an incredible place. I love you all. If you would like to reach out to me, follow me on Instagram at PMPV Podcast. Reach out to me on my website, pmpvpodcast.com or reach out to me on Facebook. I actually have a PM uh, Positive Mind, Positive Vibes uh, podcast group where all of my episodes are listed where people can discuss and go on and so forth. So that um, search my name, Austin Varvel, you'll find me. I add everyone. So please, guys, take care of yourself, believe in yourself, and give yourself the life that you want because it's the life that you deserve. You deserve this. You are enough. You are good enough. You are great enough. And you deserve everything that you want. I love you all. I wish you peace and blessings each and every day and always and in always and forever. I wish you healing. I wish you strength. I wish you courage. I wish you growth. And most of all, I wish you abundance. Peace and blessings. Ashe. Ashe.